DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Greg Bullerjack's going to join us, talk a little NBA, talk a little Utah Jazz coming up in about 20 minutes. But first, PK, you have the ultimate. The ultimate. (laughs) The ultimate what? The most motherly person on TV. (laughs) Of all the moms, the mommiest. Is that a thing? Sure, why not? Well, you don't want to be the motherless. I guess you want to be the mommyist. There it is. Yes. Who who played the best character of all time in television of a motherly type character or grandmotherly type? You know, the nurturing type. Uh, well, there were some really uh, stereotypical sitcoms back in the 60s. I've seen some of them in reruns, but not all of them. So I assume there's someone in that range. There's uh, I, I don't know where you're going with this. I can't read your mind. I mean, there's a go, lot of options out there. Go where you go. Take it wherever it takes you, Dave. <laughs> well, for my age group, it was uh, it was Carol and the Brady Bunch, but uh, Barbara Billingsley and Leave It to Beaver, the the <laughs> fixing breakfast with pearls on. <laughs> Holy cow. I literally don't know anyone who does that. Well, that was a thing at one point. I, I would argue that it's not Carol. I mean, Alice was more motherly. Aha. Was she not? Thought maybe you'd go something current, like uh, there's the series Mom, Alice and Janney in there. No, that's not it. You're going old school. Oh, I don't. I'm just throwing out suggestions right now. I'm not going anywhere. I'm trying to predict where you're going, but I can't do it. No, I'm going nowhere. I'm just asking for the nominees are. Oh, the nominees are. All right. I thought I thought you had the answer. I thought you were going to hit us no. with a profound answer because it's something oh, you just no. seen. Now the next profound statement I make will be the first one. So you want me to put it out there on Twitter? Who is the greatest TV mom? Or just it doesn't have to be literally a mom though. You can be you could have motherly characteristics without actually being the someone's mom, right. mother. Well, two that I can think of PK are Lois from Malcolm in the Middle and Kitty from that seventies show. So those are probably two. Kitty <laughs> uh, in a weird way, I can go with Kitty. I hope he's typing again, Yak. Yeah, I'm putting it out on Twitter. <laughs> he's always typing. Come on, are you kidding me? I was scrolling down last time. I wasn't actually typing. It depends on how close that it depends on how close that mic gets to that keyboard. <laughs> Who is the greatest motherly TV character? Mom or grandma? Or just generally supportive? What was the word you used? Not supportive. Uh, motherly. Just motherly. Yes. Yeah. I think you, you, you got to have someone like Aunt B on there, don't you? No, Aunt B was you, not. <laughs> Aunt B. Aunt B. No, I was always worried about crossing her. She seemed angry. No way. But sometimes you have to be angry. Yeah, you just can't be the <laughs> soft pushover type. You got to stand up for what's right. That's that was the beauty of Aunt B. Are you kidding me? You just I, no, no, no. I'm not way. going Aunt B. I'm not going Aunt B. Aunt B. We were talking Olympics earlier. She doesn't get gold, silver, or bronze. I'm not even putting her top. You three. can't even consider Aunt B. All the great things she did. Ross her off the list. She not only nurtured one, she nurtured two generations. Are yep. you kidding me? She filled grandma and mother. You know how difficult that is. She scared me. Not happening. 
That is a complete and total disrespect to Ampy. People, rally around me. <laughs> should Ampy considered or not considered? I think absolutely she should be considered. Get on her app, people. Ampy. No. Ampy. This is going to be right in Buller's wheelhouse. Oh, I know this is going to be in Buller's wheelhouse. He's going to love this. He's going to break down Ant B. The gusto he will attack this with will be spectacular. I guarantee it. This is the ultimate diss. You're just dismissing, disrespecting, and dismissing, which leads to the ultimate double diss on Ant B. I cannot believe it. Yeah, she's not top three. She doesn't deserve to be considered. You're not even considering her. I did for a moment, and then I dismissed her. Wow, She's man. She's very stern. Very stern. I'm not, no, not doing it. Of course she had to be. She was raising a son and a grandson in turbulent times. This is disgraceful. Man, I thought I knew you. <laughs> How about Shirley Partridge from the Partridge family? Oh, there sure, was a mom. absolutely. Yeah. There was a mom. Yeah. Yeah, put her on the list. I, I, I'm fine with that. We'll come up with a list and then decide later. Marie on uh, Everybody Loves Raymond? That's Dif- different, but good. Different, but good, yes. Different, but good, yeah. Different for you, normal for me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> PK, I'm home, baby! <laughs> We had a good one just come in, Beverly Goldberg, and it's not even close. And that's a good one. If you watch the Goldbergs, you know Beverly Goldberg is the smother of all mothers. I've watched it a few times. I haven't watched it enough to to say it, but I've certainly watched it. I I love that. I love that series. That's a good one coming in from Danny. Uh, What what about the mom on home improvement? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm trying Richardson to think, trying man. to rein in name, her um, uh, the character's name I'm blanking on. I know the actress was Patricia Richardson. Yes, um, and she had to rein in the uh, the husband who needed a little raising, and then the three boys. She had her hands full with those four. Yeah, That's Jill sort of Taylor. Fit in there. Jill Taylor. Oh, Jill. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I think particularly, you know, single moms or divorced moms, you know, you have to really uh, appreciate what they do. Somebody like Carla on Cheers, great mother. (laughs) Carla on Cheers. (laughs) Well, yeah, that would go back to uh, the Partridge family, right? Shirley Partridge was a single mom. Who else can we throw out there, people? It's out there on Twitter. Hit us up. What have you got? Ah, Steven says Aunt B was a grumpy butt off camera. <laughs> okay, maybe in real life. We're not talking about real life. Uh, Jake Peterson tweets in, Marie from Everybody Loves Raymond! Exclamation point. Across the street, overbearing monster-in-law. <laughs> I wonder if he meant monster or if that's just... Uh, I think that was on purpose. If that was on purpose? Oh, yeah, that was on purpose. Monster-in-law, sure. yeah. absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, that's what you wanted, PK, so the people are lining up behind you. Marie, yeah, I mean, that's what I grew up with. Uh, No doubt about it. And if you watch uh, Goodfellas, everybody was named Marie. So you got to have Marie. In the Italian family, you got to have Marie. I had an Aunt Marie for sure. And my mother's best friend, who was Italian, 
was named Marie. And their daughter, they named their daughter Marie. So Marie's a big name in, in that culture for sure. My, my Aunt Marie, she's deceased now, died a few years ago. She was a Catholic nun for, for just virtually her whole adult life. Uh, we just got uh, one guy just suggested, uh, oh, multiple. Here they come. Brian and El Guapo, both Marge Simpson. No question. Marge Simpson. <laughs> ah, Marge. It's a cartoon, though. Come on. <laughs> Homer, we're all out of beer, but I think we've got some fruit punch. I, I, can't, go, I can't go a cartoon. Okay, well, how about this? Cartoon. Rowdy ROC. Now, this is, she's a, at the Cougars Rock. Uh, Monica from Friends is the mom of the group. She's always cleaning and cooking for everyone. Mm, untraditional, but I, I would consider it. I thought you'd love it because you asked for the uh, the non traditional. You put Friends up there, so it automatically is off the list for me. I'm not a fan. Not well, a fan. She, I mean, she wasn't really a mother, though, is what I'm saying. Right. No, but, he, but that would go to the motherly. He's got a point I, of their motherly, motherly instinct. Right. I mean, right. I, 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 yes, I'm considering it, but like there wasn't any really generation gap there. No, that was part of the magic of it. They were all supposed to be about the same age. Right. Sheldon just tweeted at us a good one. And we, I'm, I'm ashamed that the two of us who both like this series didn't suggest her earlier. Norma from the Wonder Years. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, now, there definitely. was a mom. There was a mom. Right. She had to balance so much stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tough job, particularly raising children at that time. Late yep. 60s, early 70s. And three kids with really different personalities. You couldn't parent them all the same way. Right, and you had a couple of buttheads. <laughs> Butthead. <laughs> Chris says Aunt Viv from Fresh Prince. Oh, sure. And yeah, he's got yeah. the thumbs up right there. The thumbs up and then the move across the kitchen. Yeah, Aunt, Aunt Viv. Chris yeah. giving a shout out. Claire Huxtable? Yes. Had the career, had the family, had the extended family to deal with. Oh, yeah. Had a whole bunch of kids running in and out of that, out of that house. Who else you got, people? Best mom or grandma, motherly type character. The all time. Ju- I'm just shocked you just dismissed Aunt B. That, that's yeah. just, that's a stunner. She scared you me. Don't... I want to keep my distance. You don't even want to consider her. No, I, no, I really don't. I really don't. I got a couple of personal favorites. Okay. Edith Bunker. Oh, <laughs> I like that. And then Peg Bundy. Peg Bundy. Nice. Always having to deal with the difficult husband. Yeah. Plus she was sexy. Let's just call it like it is. Peg Bundy. You liked that hair, didn't you? Uh, you know, not so much the hair, but actually Katie Seagal in real life had it going on. Steven just tweeted at us, June Cleaver from Leave it to Beaver. Getting breakfast yeah. ready with the pearls on. Yeah, you already mentioned that. I did. Yeah, she's going to get some shout outs, no doubt about it. Ward. And now we're getting gifts of Claire Huxtable. 
People are all about that. Florida from good times, Dwayne says. Oh, yes, yes. I was a good times person for sure. Yeah. And then I think that along those lines, you got to go with Wheezy. <laughs> oh, the Jeffersons. Don't you? Yeah. I mean, she had the balance George and his nonsense. She had the interracial couple upstairs because George had a problem with that sometimes. She had her son. And then she had Mother Jefferson, who was just a bear to deal with. Mother Jefferson could be very difficult. Yeah. No she one's was always no, insulting her. No one's nominating her. Well, Mother Jefferson was the ultimate passive aggressive, was she not? Yes. Yes, as nightmare mother-in-law goes, she they they crafted a character there who could really uh, really wear you out. Yeah, but Wheezy Wheezy rolled with it, gave the the respect to the older generation, kept the family right. together. Yeah, even, I, I re- even though she was clearly tested. Right, she was the glue, and I don't even think that cleaning business gets off the ground without Wheezy. All right, who else you got, people? We haven't gone to the movies. We've stayed strictly television. You want to limit to TV or you want to widen it out to movies too? Uh, I was thinking television, but I, you know, I'm open. And, and I think if that, if we're going to go cartoons with Marge, I think we've got to go Wilma Flintstone. <laughs> so it's Marge versus Wilma. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get two more? Can there be a cartoon final four? We've got our top two and that's it. Uh, if there's other cartoons, no, I'm open. Mrs. Jetson. Mrs. Jetson Uh, Steve says you guys are missing Mrs. Garrett from the Facts of Life I got it yeah I think you gotta go there yeah no one's thrown out Roseanne yet we gonna hear from Roseanne or no well you know obviously she had some issues here most recently but if you separate those I think you gotta put Roseanne in there all right, DJ PK, uh, my uh, dislike for Aunt B will be tested by Craig Bowlerjack. Next, stay with us. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention. Top of the Wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Detroit Tigers select Arizona State slugger Spencer Torkelson with the first overall pick in the 2020 Major League Baseball draft. Top seven players drafted were all college players. Golf resumes the PGA Tour Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial Country Club today through Sunday. It's been about three months since we've seen the PGA Tour, but it is back this week. Major League Soccer announced they'll resume their season beginning July 8th in Orlando at Disney World with the 2016 World Cup-like tournament. RSL has one of the top six seeds in the draw that will determine the group play round matches. The draw is today at 1.30. faction of NBA players have held conference calls in the last 24 hours to discuss uncertainty about restarting the season in Orlando. 40 to 50 players on and off the conference calls in the past 24 hours. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Now let's get this party started. 
This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. David Locke, do you think that there's going to be an asterisk or an emphasis placed on this championship? You know, if the Lakers win and you hate the Lakers, you'll put an asterisk next to it, right? Like, the world changed. It's a different model. It's going to be a different structure. The best way to define it is you will be the champion of the 2019-2020 season. Like, this is what the 2019-2020 season is, and this is who the champion is. And that's the same way, like, I think the Spurs asterisk is stupid. It was a 66-game schedule. That's what the season was. They were the champion. There's no other way to find a champion. I mean, it'll be a really strange moment to win a title in the front of nobody. And in some ways, you know, maybe this is harder. Like, you've got to live without your family. You've got to build a new routine. You've got to motivate yourself without crowds. Like, maybe this is going to be much more difficult. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, we're joined now by Craig Bowlerjack. He's on the Sprint special guest line. Sprint makes it safe and easy. Get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Bowler, good morning. Hello, DJ. PK. We got to goof around here in a minute, Bowler, but we got some serious stuff to get to first. But all I'm going to say is... And B has become a topic, and I know you're going to want to weigh Uh-oh. in. Yeah, Uh-oh. I know you're going to want to weigh in. But first, before we get to that, the basketball portion of it. As the, yeah. uh, as the plan comes out, have you heard anything more that involves you, how Jazz fans are going to be able to consume these games? You know more than you knew last time we talked to you. Well, I, I, I think as we get closer, uh, there's still some, you know, ongoing discussion. I think, you know, Kevin Harlan, uh, who I know and I did talk to after – I think it was a Bleacher report that came out. Uh, and they were talking to him about TNT coverage. Um, and it looked like they weren't going even to dive in to broadcasting live at the arena or at the site until the Easter, Eastern and Western Conference and then the finals. So I think for the Jazz fans, we will be there, uh, not in Orlando, but we're going to broadcast in some capacity, most likely uh, from, the sta- uh, from the arena. Uh, it's going to be remote broadcasts, and more information will come available. Uh, that's about all I know. Um, I, I think, again, they're trying to keep the limit of, of people uh, in the arena, and that includes you know, broadcast crews, uh, the, the TV trucks, the staff that has to staff it to make it happen. Um, so that still isn't in concrete, but I think we're getting closer to, to that. And I'm just happy that, that we'll be able to, to bring some jazz basketball to, to fans. That's, uh, you know, what I, I'm most uh, you know, excited about. Yeah, would I like to be in a, an arena? Would I like to have, you know, that, that feel of, of the moment? Yeah, but you know what? I don't think there's going to be much of a feel ex- among, except amongst the players because, again, it's going to be an empty, an empty house. And uh, what they do from that point on, we've heard all the – the what ifs and maybes, you know, crowd noise piped in, all that. But uh, I think these guys will all have to play and find their own energy, which I think is going to be really one of the interesting factors of who wins this, who's mentally focused, who can work beyond no crowd, no home court advantage, no floor that reminds of reminds you of home. So there's there's a lot of things that are, are coming into play. How much concern do you have about the possibility of some players not wanting to play for safety or health reasons or whatever it else might be? Well, PK, I mean, I, it came out yesterday, you know, ESPN, I think it was Woj who, do, who had those discussions that they said that the NBA and the Players Association uh, a day ago had, you know, lengthy discussions. And, you know, he said, I believe it was a faction of players are, are discussing 
whether or not it's a good idea to restart the season inside the bubble. So if you have, you know, it's a, I'm sure it's a small faction. Some players need the money. Other players don't. Uh, I think there's concerns about, obviously, the virus, and there's obviously concerns about going into a so-called quarantine bubble for a lengthy amount of time, and if, indeed, they do get guaranteed visits from, from family members. So, yeah, there's a lot of issues there that have to be worked out, and the Players Association, of course, has a voice. And, PK, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a player or two or more, some high-profile, maybe middle, maybe, you know, lower profile players but it may be their choice not to play i mean i just don't know their scenario of what's going on in their life if like i said if there's a caretaker if uh, if they have children um that have you know the concerns of special needs and so i it's it's going to be interesting to see what they uh what they end up doing but they may give them the choice uh whether or not to, to participate or not but um you know, still haven't heard the final, uh, the final plan. Obviously, it's, it's there's still a lot of issues to go through, and it's you know kind of leaking out uh, day by day. Yeah, but I can hear it in your voice. You're so excited. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I want I want to call games. You know, I mean, I, I wish the scenario was different, obviously, but to get eight games and most likely the first round of the playoffs is uh, is exciting. I think fans. You know, we'll love to see ball again. And uh, obviously the Jets have to overcome Bogdanovich's, uh, you know, injury, which means Joe, who you're going to talk to in a half hour's time or less, he's going to play a huge role of jumping back in most likely as a starter. And then that bench uh, with Jordan Clarkson and Moutier and George Niang and Tony Bradley, they're going to have to, you know, play at a high level. I think Quinn Snyder said yesterday, was it on first take? He had a lot of confidence in Donovan taking that next step and being a leader and, you know, in these playoffs. Um, and, you know, it's a big statement from Coach Q um, and that Donovan is ready to be that leader that we thought and think he is uh, in postseason play. So, yeah, there's a lot of storylines, not only with the Jazz guys, as you know, but throughout the league and throughout, you know, players' personal decisions and, again, the plan on how to really secure this so-called bubble uh, in Orlando to make this work and hopefully uh, somehow sidestep another outbreak. Well, with that in mind, what do you think the quality of play is going to be? Because I think that guys are going to be really jacked to play because the game has been taken away from them. And so now they want to get back and they know that there's going to be a lot of tension, attention, not tension, attention because of the usual circumstances. You know, PK, I, that's the one thing, too, that I, I think is going to come into, into play. How physically prepared are they? How mentally prepared in the performance? How they all play as one? Because you know... I think they're going to be jacked, some more maybe than others. Uh, but the bottom line is how fast do you come together? How much do you, you know, the play should be easy. I mean, you know, you're 18 games away from the playoffs. I mean, there shouldn't be any question about on the same page. But still, who's, who's in the better shape? Who's mentally prepared to go through this, uh, this challenge or deal, whichever you like to put it? Uh, but I would think that most of these guys would be anxious to get back and play. But, I, you know, again, I think storylines that come out of Orlando will be some teams may disappoint 
I think there's going to be a team or two that surprises because they may be more prepared and on the same page than others. Those eight games, PK, will be really huge, something to watch, because you're still going to get teams that are able to move up or some may move down in the, in the standings in the West, and there's only one team in the East that's going to participate to try to grab an eight spot. But that Western Conference, uh, I think the, the Blazers may be the, the most uh, jacked team of all because Lillard made those statements about not being that interested if there's no reason to play. Now he's there and he's got a chance to prove what he was, you know, prove prove what his point was and go in and perform at a high level and, and maybe – you know, run his team into the eighth spot or better. But, man, those eight games are going to be something before the playoffs. I'm with you on that. I think you hit a lot of good points there. I'm also curious uh, how many star players are going to miss this for any reason before we start handicapping this. I mean, we know Bogdanovich isn't going to go. Now we've heard right. that the Spurs are going to be without Aldridge. Uh, I don't think they were going to make the playoffs anyway. I mean, they've got a shot, but it's a pretty narrow one. Uh, so... And they'd be eight, so I don't think they'd go very far. But I, I'm anticipating that we're going to hear some other big names for one reason or another, surgery, injuries, health concerns, whatever. I, I assume there are going to be some other teams that are missing key pieces. No, I would agree. I, I think, again, before you handicap them, which some have already with Bogdanovich's injury, again, I think it goes back to the ESPN uh, poll or whatever of early or late last week. The Jazz were in a seven spot. I think they now handicapped him at 12th because of Bogdanovich's 20 points and his 41% shooting. Uh, they believe that's enough to put the Jazz in the middle of the pack or just below it. So, again, I'm with you. I think you're going to see some, some surprise names who won't be there or decide not to play. And then, of course, teams will have to under, deal with that on their own. Uh, the league is just trying to set up the, the opportunity and the stage to get the season back. But I'm sure there's going to be, uh, a, you know, some some players that decline to, to take the invitation. So, yeah, let's wait and see uh, how what the strength of each team is before they head in. And uh, we should, you know, they should be getting together here in the next three weeks, uh, and you're going to get a, an idea of, you know, who's on the roster. You may also DJ and PK again. There may be a player or two or more that are off off of rosters. Demarcus Cousins, Jamal Crawford. There's other guys that want the opportunity to jump back in this game and you know play another year. And they may the teams may take a roll the dice and and bring an unknown. Well, we'll know them, but a, a player off their roster on it to help them uh, you know weave their way through this uh, this playoff scenario. So. That's another issue, I think, is not only will, will a player not play, but what player not on a roster will soon join one. And maybe with Bogdanovich off the roster, the Jazz have an open spot. Maybe they take advantage, too. We'll wait and see. I think the quality of play is actually going to be pretty good. What do you think? Um, maybe the first couple of games will be like, hey, who are you? Let's get back. And I think the basketball shape probably returns PK maybe a little sooner than usual uh again depends on how much they press them but i think those first two games will kind of be okay we're, we're back at it but they don't have any time uh to say hey we're, we're trying to find connectivity uh you've got to be almost instantaneous when you hit the floor down there so i, I think it's going to be intense 
Uh, for those who do play, I think they're there for a reason. And maybe I go back to my days of calling, you know, March Madness. But you know what? It's an opportunity to almost say to yourself, look, why not? If you want to take that approach, right, why not be Cinderella and, and upset the, the whole uh, apple cart of the NBA and be a, be a team that surprises and, you know, comes in and makes an early stand and pulls off a first-round upset and then who knows what happens. So I guess that's kind of the beauty of it. Uh, this is an intriguing playoff format, and one, you know, the NBA has been kind of you know teetering on changing anyway, and this is kind of the first step. If, if it works and people get excited, you may see reseeds, you may see play-in, wild-card tournaments. Who, know, who knows? But uh, I'm excited to get it going, absolutely. All right, speaking of intense, Ant B., PK just and brought B. up BK just brought up the you know give me the the most motherly the best motherly TV character of all time and we started with some nominations and he brought up Ann B and I just completely yeah. dismissed her immediately she scared me there I said it fine <laughs> she had a scary look to her huh yes. yeah you know Aunt B was the motherly type but she's an aunt but she took on the mother uh, role yeah. for uh, for Opie, right? Yep. Uh, I got two other names. I don't know if they're. I don't know if they're on your list or not. But this is going way back to an old black and white comedy show. I think um, I'm not even. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's uh, Leave It to Beaver, June Cleaver. Anybody? Anybody? Wait, listen, when you get up in the morning, you got the pearls on to get breakfast ready for everybody. Yeah, you know that's uh, honestly something I've never heard of or seen ever before. I mean, the, look, the June never the looked like she was out of sorts, man. She was always dressed to the nines and you know the heels and and uh, so she was like the perfect mom. And then I think of Carol Brady, who came in and had the Brady bunch and had to deal with, of course, uh, you know, raising not only her girls but the three guys and the husband. So I don't know what you guys think. Um, but Aunt B stands right there. Even though she's not like the mother, she's the mother figure. No. Yes. <laughs> uh, PK also brought up Peg Bundy. Does that work for you? Oh, my gosh. That's a great one. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I just happened to watch that show like they have a string of it on, on one cable channel, and I was laughing so hard. She's not the best example, PK, of a mother, right? But she's she's you know, she's she's it's a it's a great it's a great part. She's funny. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Marge Simpson. What about Marge? A cartoon and yet nonetheless a tremendous mom. Yes, a tremendous mom. The hair does it for me, obviously, but cartoon has been running on air now for what, nearly is it twenty five plus years? Unbelievable. Oh, it's thirty. It's thirty, yeah. Thirty years. How about that? First show, I think, on Fox Television, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, PK, that's a good one. Marge Simpson. Yeah. And the Bundy. Yeah. Those, uh, are, those, are, two, those are two good ones. I'm trying to think of uh, Modern Family. Um, I'll watch a couple of shows with that. But then that's an interesting combination of uh, husband and wife. Um, bringing different families to get parts together. We're getting a lot. We're getting a lot now. A lot of support on Twitter for the mom from the Golden Girls. 
Oh, <laughs> golly, really? Okay. Yeah, Brady Levinson just sent it in. Uh, Tyrell Mikesell did. And now here comes uh, Cameron Beck told the oh. same thing. Yeah, the grandma from the Golden Girls. Hey, I got another cartoon character, Wilma Flintstone. (laughs) (laughs) Bowler, you think like PK and I. Wilma! (laughs) I mean, she had pebbles, don't forget. (laughs) How could we forget? How can we forget? The Flintstones. Really? Did I get it backwards? Uh, I thought she had... I thought she had Bam Bam. Am I backwards there? Uh, hold on. Pebbles I can't remember was, which kid uh, goes yeah, with backwards. which family. Bam Bam was uh, Barney's. Barney I think Rubble. they adopted. It was Bam Bam Barney. Rubble? Okay. Bam Bam Rubble. <laughs> All right. My bad. How about that? And then I'll have to say, too, man, again, this is ridiculous for me even to think because I've watched too much uh, uh, old-time television. But how about Lily Munster? <laughs> oh, Bowler. Oh, Bowler. I know, I know it's sad, isn't it? Holy cow. Holy <laughs> <Lily> Munster. <laughs> of the Munster fame. All right, if you're too young to have seen that show, go uh, go watch a couple episodes. That's an hour of your life you'll never get back. Yeah, you'll never get back. Yeah, Herman. Uh, I think there's a channel, MeTV, that uh, is able to do black and whites uh, that are pretty good. So I, that's where I kind of tune in sometimes. But um, I'm always looking. You know what? When you travel like I do, you run into channels you never heard of that run old comedy shows. And there they are. And I just stop and watch. Well, Buckle, you're going to be the next one. You're going to be broadcasted on remote from a different time zone for eight regular season games and at least four and maybe many more playoff games. So, well, I guess let's you hope, could probably do seven because they wouldn't let you do the second round. So. Yeah, I, th- I haven't heard anything about second round. Yeah. Maybe they'll be kind, but you know what? No. The networks have their issues as yep. well, and hey, I'm happy to get eight games plus the first round. And uh, hope uh, Jazz fans are excited to get back at it too. Uh, we'll watch it together and and. Uh, July 31st, what are we looking at, guys? It's about six weeks out. So a lot of things are going to happen between now and then, especially with rosters, I think, and getting, getting the players back into the, uh, to the gyms, the practice facilities, and then they move them down for a, a good, what, two weeks before they, work, before they start to play. And that's where I think they're going to, you know, that may be the biggest pain of all is to go through the constant testing uh, and how they, how they handle the quarantine. It's... Uh, yeah, I think if you take it from start to finish and win the NBA championship at 70 days in Orlando, yeah. that's a pretty good haul. Um, that's, a, that's, that's a long run, unless you have some family that comes visit. But it's, uh, it's going to be a task, for sure. Bowler, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Tell Joe hello. And I saw he already had three cups of Joe, so he ought to be wound up. <laughs> thanks, Bowler. All right, see you soon. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Stay with us. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Bowler was everything you expected, wasn't he, PK? Oh, and then some. (laughs) (laughs) 
hit the old school sitcoms. Gave Wilma a shout out. Descended Aunt D. <laughs> As you should, man. I had a friend of mine text me that you need therapy with your issues of Aunt B. I Aunt might. B was the ultimate. No, no. Yes, he was. Come on, the apron, the whole show, man. <laughs> the the hair up. That just screams motherly. Uh, if she wasn't motherly, who's motherly? June Cleaver. Carol Brady. Yeah, but Carol Brady wasn't even motherly, the most motherly on the program. That was Alice. I, I mean, Alice had to juggle all that stuff. Plus, she had a side relationship with Sammy the Butcher. Come on. I'd go uh, I'd go with, uh, with Marge and Wilma. I'd go with the cartoons over Aunt B. You're right You're about wrong. You're right about Peg Bundy. Every horse race needs a uh, needs a long shot. Peg Bundy. Not st- not the stereotypical mom and yet did she love her family or what? Uh, come on. Passionately. See? Yeah. And and I think the same thing. You know who's uh this is where uh you know you'd be uh Bob Baffert, right? The trainer. With, the, with multiple entries, because Marie, that you really want a homer for Marie. I know you do. I know you do. And again, non-traditional, a little on the combative side, but she loved the family. Oh, you say non-traditional, I mean, and uh, combative, that makes her traditional in my world. <laughs> if you'd like to know about PK's childhood, <laughs> turn on Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> There were no sports writers in the family. He became a sports writer later. But aside from that. Oh, yeah. My gosh. Everything about it was one of the reasons why I liked it, because it was my life. How close were the in-laws and extended family? Did you literally have people across the street? If you didn't, other portions of the family must have. Well, when I was growing up for a while, yes, my mother's sister, my mother came from a uh, family of 10 siblings. And so they were spaced, you know, there wasn't a lot of space, but one of them was only um, just like less than 18 months. And that was her sister, Rose. And they literally lived right next door to us when we lived in uh, East Hanover. I mean, literally, we, uh, we had a house, they had a house. Yeah, absolutely. Right next door. I think that you have to consider... Also, uh, TV moms, I think you've got to go with uh, Chris Jenner. Ah, Chris Jenner, huh? She may have the toughest job of them all. Twitter, we're getting flooded right now with the nominees. If you've got somebody, uh, bring it. We've we've actually got people complaining. This is what sports talk radio has come to. If you saw uh, the Twitter timeline right now, this is all we would ever do. (laughs) People are fully embracing this. Uh, Why haven't you guys mentioned Olivia Walton? Not a sitcom. She wasn't funny enough. That's why. Uh, Good response. Hour-long drama. Norma Arnold getting another shout-out. The Wonder Years. If you haven't seen The Wonder Years, classic. Yeah, I don't know the uh, lady's name. I think it's Allie something who played that. Uh, But, boy, she played it very, very well. A lot of conflict there. Different kids, three different kids going in three different directions. That was not the easiest group. So your mother didn't really have to do that because you're the oldest. My mother did because I'm the youngest. 
she didn't raise me coming of age in the 60s, but she raised my sisters coming of age in the 60s because they're several years older than uh, than I am. So I was I was a later product of the 70s, early 80s. My sisters were a product of 60s, early 70s. And I can only imagine how turbulent that must have been with all the stuff that was going on. So having to balance that, boy, that must have been very, very difficult. Allie Mills hitting that roll out of the park in the Wonder Years. Crushed it. Yes. Uh, we're getting more Marge Simpsons, and we're getting uh, Felicia Rashad getting nominated for the Claire Huxtable role over yeah. and over and over. Well, we, we, we already acknowledged her. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. Joe Ingles was on earlier this morning. If you missed that, we'll tell you all about Joe. His thoughts coming up. Stay with us.